Hey, this is Tom Gresham. First of all, let me thank you for listening to Gun Talk on the podcast. And while you're at it, be sure to let your friends know about it, because some folks don't know that they can listen to Gun Talk on the Internet. While we're at it, you got to go check out Gun Talk TV. It's our new website with all this video with instruction about shooting and new products and all kind of cool stuff. It's guntalk.tv, guntalk.tv. TV, check it out. Let people know about it because it's a great place to either learn about a new shooting discipline like trap or skeet or self-defense, or if you're very new into shooting, you can go there and learn the absolute basics. Guntalk.tv. Thanks. It's Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, where all the women are fast. All the men are accurate, and all the children are aware of their muzzles. Welcome to hour number three of Gun Talk today. I'm Tom Gresham, and our number is 866-TALK-GUNS. You can get in line right now. We, uh, As we like to do around here, we kind of bounce around to different subjects, and we... Look, I have to admit, and you probably know by now if you've been here a while, I'm a gear junkie. I like gadgets. I like stuff. Uh, but when it comes to things that you put on your gun, particularly when it's, well, you know what? Anything you put on your gun is important. Actually, now that I think about it, and I don't care if it's self-defense or if it's hunting, if you're out doing it, it's important. So when it comes to things that I hang on my guns, I'm pretty darn particular. And frankly, and it sure have been proven uh, this is the case, I'm very reluctant, I'm very skeptical about putting new stuff on, okay? I mean, I was, you know, as you know, very, very slow to uh, lasers. And, you know, some of this new stuff, you're going, yeah, the old stuff's been working fine. But having been proven wrong two or three times, I kind of now say, well, let's take a look at them. And I don't voice an opinion nearly as quickly as I used to be. Uh, that's one thing about age, you realize that, you're not really, you probably have not been as right as you thought you were, as often as you thought you were. And so maybe you say, well, let's give this thing a try. And I guess that kind of follows along with what we'll be talking about here for a little while. Uh, let me bring in Tom Munson, our good friend from Trigica. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Hey, Tom. Tom, you're not as old as you used to be. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't think I understand that one. <laughs> We had a good time at uh, at Louisville last week. Uh, I'm glad you could be there, man. That was co- yeah. that was fun, wasn't it? It was a great NRA show. I heard it was uh, one of the bigger turnouts, so we were glad to be there. You know, the other thing I saw there, and I was going to ask you if this is what you were catching, the mood. I expected the mood to be almost like bunker mentality of you know, the election and you know, worry, and I didn't see any of that. Everybody was upbeat and happy and buying guns and talking about guns and, you know, very optimistic. I, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we were lulled into a little uh, satisfaction here because uh, none of the candidates other than McCain have, have been talking about anything gun-related. So the Democrats are, are hush-hush about it, and we'll see if that carries on through the uh, through the uh, general election. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Trijicon on the internet, uh, Trijicon, T-R-I-J-I-C-O-N dot com, Trijicon. Probably for those who don't know, and I know it frustrates you just as it does any of us when we're doing something for so long and people say, oh yeah, I never heard of that. So right. for those who don't know, why don't you explain 
what the company is and what you do. Yeah, we might be the oldest new thing in the hunting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the company's been in business for 26 years. Uh, we started out as the, the importer of the occluded eye gun site, uh, Armson OEG, into the U.S. Uh, that's a site that was made in South Africa. It's a site that you don't look uh, through, you look into. And there's a little red dot in there. You keep both eyes open, and you're oh, that's right. the red dot you're seeing in that I, re- I remember those, yeah, because then the, the brain puts the dot over the image you're seeing with the other eye. Correct. Okay. Um, so that was the that was the first thing the company did, and uh, that was actually under the under the uh, moniker of Armson USA. Um, those sites had tritium and fiber optic in them to make them work, and so we had to get a license from the nuclear regulatory commission to, to use the tritium and to handle it and so forth. So once we had that, uh, our founder, Glenn Benden, started thinking about what else he could make with that, and that's when he developed the uh, tritium night sites that have been the, really the foundation of the company for the last uh, uh, 25 years. It's what Trigicon started out doing is making those uh, Illuminated night sights that just about every uh, police officer in the country has on their pistol. So, so the night sights on pistols, you guys were the ones that got that started. Well, we were certainly one of the first ones, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if we were the first, but we certainly became the premier one. Uh, okay. We were the ones who who uh, did it and still do it the best. Okay. And that, uh, for those who don't know, that is uh, the front sight and rear sight. What you have is a tiny capsule of radioactive tritium gas, Correct. is that right? Correct, yeah. Okay. Tritium hey. is an isotope of hydrogen. It's three parts hydrogen. When you mix it with phosphor, it gives off its own luminescence that lasts for 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah. doesn't depend uh, upon somebody shining a light on it to make it glow. It actually gives off its own light. Correct, yeah. Okay. All right, it's, so it's relatively safe. You know, if you were to dr- break one of these capsules... Uh, it would have the equivalent effect on somebody of, of say, smoking a cigarette is about ah. the, uh, as much harm as you can get from it. But suffice it to say, Trigicon night sights rarely break. <laughs> okay. All right, so you got the night sights, and then you got these yeah. other things. So the night sights carried us for the first few years, and then our founder uh, was uh, trying to figure out how he can take that OEG technology, that occluded eye gun sight idea, and move it into a magnified optic. and the the uh, powers that be said, oh, it couldn't happen. Uh, it doesn't work. And so he proved them wrong by developing the ACOG site. Um, and ACOG stands for Advanced Combat Optical Gun Site. Mm-hmm. And he developed that in 1987, was the first ACOG rolled off the line, uh, built by hand by our uh, now president, Stephen Binden, who is uh, the founder's son. Right. Even built the first 500 ACOGs by hand. And uh, so that was in 1987. We built the ACOG site, which is a four-power site, uh, meant to be used with both eyes open. So you're, when the optic is still, your brain will look through the optic and use the magnification of the optic. As the optic moves, if you're scanning, uh, your brain will automatically switch to the non-magnified view, but it'll pick up the illuminated reticle inside of the site. That's the key, is that large illuminated reticle. Your brain will pick that up, and it'll mm-hmm. merge your non-magnified view with that reticle, and it'll act like an OEG. 
Well, and then, of course, uh, the ACOG now is, uh, I mean, that's what we see on TV every night. It's on all these uh, military rifles out there. Yeah, thankfully, we've been able to supply quite a few to the military. We're just uh, finishing up supplying about 200,000 to the United States Marine Corps. We've supplied about 45,000 thus far to the U.S. Army, and we're just about ready to make another 100,000 or so for the Army. They're about to give us an order. Um, so we're very happy, very pleased that we can do our part in, in defending America's freedom. Uh, but it took us a long time to get there, Tom. Uh, as I said, uh, Glenn Fitbinden developed that site in 87, and it didn't get first adopted until 95. Holy cow. Tom, hold on a second here. Take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to talk about one of the products you have that I've recently fallen in love with. I love it on my AR. And we'll be talking about that. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. We're talking with Tom Munson from Trigicon, and this is Gun Talk. Oh. Oh. John, I love weekends out here at the range, but with these ammo prices, I don't know if I can keep coming. Hey, why not load your own ammo? I did, and I'm saving a bunch of money. Plus, it's fun. Well, I thought of loading my own shot shells. It's easy. My mech loader works like a dream. Easy setup, too. And mech is the leading name in shot shell loaders, with models for anyone, from beginner to shooters who need high volume. Check them out at mechreloaders.com. Mechreloaders.com, huh? I'll do it. If you want to shoot better or help someone get into shooting, check out GunTalkTV.com. This is Tom Gresham. For firearms basics as well as advanced instruction, you don't have to leave home. It's called Gun Talk TV, and it's firearms video instruction online at GunTalkTV.com. That's GunTalkTV.com. You'll find all kinds of instruction, plus lots of gun safety video at GunTalkTV.com. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. To hit the target, you have to see the sights, right? Well, standard handgun sights were designed for target shooters. Well, that's great when you have plenty of time. But if you use your handgun for action shooting games or for personal protection, you need sights that are fast. That's the idea behind XS Sights 24-7 Express Sights. They look like the sights on dangerous game rifles, and they work the same way. A glowing front sight automatically leaps into the shallow V rear sight, which features a tritium glow-in-the-dark insert. Just bring the gun up, and the sights seem to find the target on their own. Available for most handgun models, the 24-7 Express Sights can make almost any shooter faster. Whether you're shooting in full light, half light, or low light, you'll see these sights, and you'll be on target fast. See for yourself at XSSites.com. That's XSSites.com or call 888-744-4880 for a free catalog. And tell them Tom Gresham sent you.
it is, in fact, Memorial Day weekend, and we're honoring uh, military. Uh, thank you again. We're visiting with Tom Munson from Trigicon, which, of course, supplies a lot of products to the military. Now, Tom, I have a couple of people who have been on hold for a little while. I'd like to get them in and kind of work them in, if that's okay, while you're here. Sure, that's fine. Okay, let's do that. Let's get uh, Aaron on line two from Seagraves, Texas. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Tom. How's it going? I'm doing great. I had to go look up Seagraves, Texas. Man, you are, uh, you may not be in the middle of, any, of nowhere, but you can see it from where you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. In well, fact, I had to drive 80 miles to pick up that XDM that I got. Did you? Okay. So you got the XDM. Yes, sir, and I don't hate you anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the guy that sent me the note. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I get this note that says, Tom Gresham, I hate you. <laughs> Okay, I get it. So, how do you like the pistol? Well, I got out to shoot it yesterday and uh, took it and an AR I built out and uh, shot them both and spent more time with the pistol than I did the AR, mm-hmm. which is something for me. And uh, I like it. <clears throat> There's another fellow out there. He picked one up uh, way south of us, and he met us there, and we're shooting his. His actually has a bit heavier trigger pull than mine, which is a little odd. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I love the gun. It feels great in my hand. And uh, the first shot out of the barrel was just about dead center in the target. The second shot turned that first hole into an oval. Man, you got to know when to quit, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, I like the pistol. I know what you're talking about with triggers. They're, uh, they're variable, what you get, particularly on what mm-hmm. they call duty guns. Uh, yes, in case you you may not be aware... But Springfield does offer trigger jobs on those. Oh, I know. They have a custom shop that they can do that to you know, if you wanted to do that. So that's you know personal call, but uh, I kind of like good triggers. Yes, mine's just about perfect where it's at. I, I'm okay. actually afraid to send it in and have anything done to it. Well, then then don't do anything other than just keep feeding it ammo. And that other fellow, he I mentioned to him that they do the custom trigger jobs, and uh, he's talking about sending his in. Okay, that'll work. Yeah, and some of it's just luck of the draw. You get one, you know, that's a trigger a little better than the next guy's, and you lucked out on the deal. But listen, I loved your email. Thank you for that. I got a real kick out of that one. All right, let's do this. Um, Michael's on line one. Let's get him in quickly before we go back to our guest. Hey, Michael. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. Um, I'm pretty new into shooting, and uh, I was just I just wanted to get some guns for target shooting. Okay. Uh, I was looking at getting a Ruger 10.22 and a Ruger Mark III. Yeah, the T twenty two rifle. Yeah, the okay. ten twenty two rifle and the Mark three, the, the twenty two long rifle. Um, that's a, Rimfire, that's a couple, a couple of nice guns. Yeah, I was wondering if you had any suggestions on whether I should get like a four inch barrel or a five inch barrel on the Mark three or um, adjustable sights or. Definitely adjustable sights, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Because yeah, you know, if you're going to be target shooting with it, and just even if it's just informal target shooting, you want adjustable sights so you can get the thing sighted in. Four-inch to five-inch barrel is personal preference. I will tell you my experience is that when people pick them up at first, they like the feel of the shorter barrels, but once they start shooting them, if they ever have any chance to shoot them, they will like the longer barrel or at least a heavier barrel. Uh, better because they shoot better if you're just shooting target, not carrying them a lot. The, uh, the heavier barrels just shoot better. So longer or heavier barrels, I think you'll enjoy shooting it more. Okay. All right. 
Good deal. Well, listen, I appreciate the call. All right, we're talking with uh, Tom Mutson from Trigicon. Now, Tom, we, uh, I kind of teased this thing because you're talking about some of the products you guys have, and I've had a chance to play with and shoot your newest, well, the newest Reflex. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, what a <laughs> nice piece of gear you guys have come up with. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice sight. It's a nice big 42-millimeter objective on there. And, uh, you know, the Reflex uh, sight has been one of our longer-running uh, sights. We probably had that out just as, out as long as the ACOG. And uh, we were one of the first uh, Reflex sights adopted by the Special Operations Forces back in 95. And then uh, some other companies came along and started doing a little bit better job, and so we decided we better up the ante with that new uh, the new uh, RX30 reflex. So uh, the reflex is a, a zero magnification, no magnification sight. No magnification, and of course uh, with our sight, no batteries either, but uh, always an illuminated dot in that uh, nice big reflex. Yeah, it's uh, and you when you put it up, I and mean, of course this has got a clamp system for a Picatinny rail, right? Yeah, we offer with the various uh, mounting configurations. Uh, the two most popular, obviously, the the flat top, uh, either the uh, throw lever arms mount or just the regular uh, Picatinny mount rail. Right, and it's it's huge. I mean, when you throw the rifle up to your shoulder, uh, you got both eyes open. You instantly are seeing through the sight and seeing the aiming point, and it's very very quick and. Frankly, for the kind of AR things that I'm doing per, for personal defense TV, it's absolutely perfect. I think it'd be a great rig on a home defense gun. Well, that's the key when you're talking about getting the shot off as fast as possible. Is the last thing you want your brain to have to do is concentrate on what's in the sight, lining something up. You just mm-hmm. want to be able to look through the sight to your target, and that's what the reflex does a great job of. Now. I know a lot of people know Trigicon, they know AACOG, and they see it on the military guns and all, but I'm guessing that not as many people know that you make sporting rifle scopes. Yeah, it's uh, kind of one of the best-kept secrets. We've been making hunting rifle scopes for probably the last 10 or so years, uh, but we just weren't telling anybody about it. People were finding out uh, on their own. So about three years or so ago, we started... Uh, promoting it quite a bit, you know, doing a lot of ads and, and getting it into the hands of a lot of writers like yourself and mm-hmm. just letting them see what it is. And uh, we've gotten some great reception on the Trigicon AccuPoint. Uh, it's it's really uh, catching on. There are a lot of scopes being made out there. And, and as you know, that I, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, look, if you want to be a scope company and have it be Bob's Scopes, somebody in the Orient will make scopes for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, this is just what it is, and they are—they go from really cheap and awful to you know you can get any level you want. The question is, somebody's thinking right now, why would I want a Trigicon scope? What's the big deal? Well, with the AccuPoint, uh, the the big deal there is that we're we're the only company out there that's doing a uh, illuminated reticle with no batteries for a hunting application. And that's, so, uh, and that's a big deal. Uh, in those first few minutes of daylight and those last few minutes of daylight, it could be the difference between taking the trophy home and not. Well, how many times, those of us who've hunted a lot, have seen, I'll tell you what I've seen. I've been able to see an animal with my really good binoculars and then look through the scope and I can see them and I cannot find the crosshairs. Yep. You just yeah. you, know, you, just, you, you can't shoot because you can't find the crosshairs. Exactly, and 
one of the things that, that we've uh, been able to do is take advantage of some high-quality glass, too, so we're getting as much light into the scope as possible. I, I, you know, Most people uh, that look through an AccuPoint and, and actually use it uh, just don't switch back to their conventional crosshair because it's just... It just does the job so well. Well, you know, I mean, you've got a, a lighted aiming point with no battery. It's a pretty cool deal. And so it's, right. um, you know, it works. What kind of, I mean, you've got kind of the uh, the standard, you've got a wide range of uh, powers and, and all of that? Yeah, three sizes right now. We have a small one and a quarter to four by 24, mm-hmm. uh, really good for big game hunting. Uh, we've got a three to nine by 40, your standard uh, uh, rifle scope, and then we've got a larger two and a half to ten by a 56, a big 56 millimeter objective on that for a long range and shooting. I'm, I'm a real fan of the low powered variables for most hunting. I just think that for fast shooting, especially, that really makes a difference. I, I like them. I just got back from Botswana and Cape Buffalo with one of those one and a quarter fours, and it did a great job for me. And you know, and the thing is, I tell people, no matter what variable you have, if you're hunting with it, leave it on the lowest power when you're walking around. You always have yep. time to crank it up. Yeah, I think I had mine on about two when I took my shot. Yep. Yeah, exactly. How far was the shot? About 45 yards. See, perfect. It comes up. You can see through it, you know. Again, right. and, and trying to explain to people, even with a regular rifle scope, you keep both eyes open. Yep. You know, and then, you know, your eye will take over, and you'll be looking through the scope, and it, it actually works really well. It's a, it's a cool system. Um, what else is new for you guys in the, in the next minute or so that we've I've still got here? Well, we're, we're right now we're trying to keep up with the, the demand that we've got on these uh, the crosshair AccuPoints. We at the Shot Show this year we launched our crosshair AccuPoints, and we just uh, the first one has just rolled off the production line last week. So we've got oh maybe three or four hundred uh, people waiting for those uh, those crosshair AccuPoints, uh-huh. and uh, we're starting to get those out the door. So trying to keep up with that, trying to keep up with how many people want our ACOGs and, and uh, reflex sites. The, the new reflex site that you were just talking about will actually uh, start production on that uh, n- next week. Okay, and, I'm, uh, I'm using so, prototype and love yeah. it. You, you'll yeah. notice you haven't gotten it back yet. You notice that, I guess. <laughs> That's all right, Tom. You hold on to it as long as you need it. <laughs> okay. It's, and then it's we've real. got uh, four or five projects we're working on for, for, for next year, and uh, we'll we'll let you know those as soon as we can. All right. As soon as you know, you let me know. We'll get you back on, okay, Tom? Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time, my friend. You take no care. No problem, Tom. All righty. Talk to you later. Tom Munson from Trigicon. Nice, nice folks there. Um, and really nice products. I'm not kidding. I do like their stuff. All right. We're open lines. Let's talk about guns. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and this is Gun Talk. Welcome back to Gun Talk, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and we're just going to talk about guns. Give me a holler. We'll talk about almost anything that has to do with guns. Line four, Chuck has been, he has the patience of Job calling out of Texas. Chuck, thank you so much for holding. Uh, 
Hello, Tom. I had to put the phone on the uh, recharger, so I'm running to get back to the computer. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what, my head is spinning. Uh, yeah, I'm retired military. I was in and out from 67 to 96, I think. Oh. Okay. Uh, in any event, I mean, I cut my teeth on an M14. The problem with the M16 was that the Eugene Stoner original system used a different kind of powder, and the uh, uh, in order to run it on the scamp lines, a, a very high-volume uh, facility there at uh, uh, Lake City Ammo Plant, they were using ball powder, which burned yeah. dirty. Then the yep. Army Ordnance Board put the forward assist in the, on the thing to jam the cartridge. That's exactly in. right. The, the the original configuration or spec was to use a stick powder, and then I think maybe even under McNamara he had a hand in it going to the ball powder, which burned dirty. So it's which required them to use the forward assist, which shouldn't be necessary in the first place if you didn't use now, the wrong ammo. The the ironic thing about it is the original weapons that went to Vietnam with the Air Force were actually manufactured, uh, and, and they used the right powder. But the reason they used the ball powder was because that high-speed facility at Lake City, in order to run that kind of uh, production speed, they had to use the ball powder. Yeah, Lake, Lake City is the ammo place, by the way. For, for those who don't know, we're talking about you know Lake City is where they make the ammo. Uh, and and you, if, if I mean I've personally been there, I did should cost on it and one thing and another, and you cannot imagine how fast the kind of volume that that yeah. thing could run. Uh, in any event, the, uh, uh, that's that's really the genesis of the problem. And as long as you you know keep the darn things clean and use, we later developed the LSA for lubricants and stuff like that. Uh, you know the, the accuracy and the reliability are there. Now, the SAMI spec chambers on both the 556, uh, or what we call 223 civilian, it, it's very similar to what you run into with the 76239 AKs. Uh, a Ruger Mini-14 is SAMI spec, uh, 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 762 by 39. And what happens is with the SAMI spec, you get better accuracy, uh, but, uh, but maybe a little bit less reliability. Right, that's the main thing. The NATO yep. spec, the 76239 and the 556, uh, their primary emphasis on the design of that chamber is uh, for reliability and, and for fully automatic firing. Okay. All right, now listen, Chuck, i got to get you on to what you originally called about, which is uh, something about the Second Amendment. Okay, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, I have been trying desperately to get through the, the new website, and I just can't seem to crack the code. What website's uh, anyway, that? The, the, the reference to arms in the Second Amendment refers to firearms, individual weapons. Uh, we refer to machine guns, mortars, and stuff like that as crusoe weapons because they require multiple personnel to operate. Obviously, the Founding Fathers did not anticipate machine guns, F-16s, etc. Even then... Cannon were considered field pieces, not firearms. Also, regulated is an old gunsmithing term that describes the process of aligning the barrel and the sights to shoot to point of aim. It also yeah. it also refers to take a breath. You're going to be okay. It also regulated also refers to a well practiced and drilled militia unit. So there are several different 
uh, interpretations or meanings for the word regulate. But let me go back. Uh, a machine gun most certainly would be the equivalent of a Kentucky rifle or even a musket. Now, if you're talking about not talking about a, a full, you know, cruiser machine gun, but an M16, M4 type gun, that would absolutely be exactly what the founding fathers thought we should have. Even up to a saw, uh, I think where you'd probably uh, draw the line would be the M60. Yep. I, you can operate, one man can operate an M60 for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So what? it's kind of one of those, all right, therefore, what are you saying with all of that? What uh, Your interpretation of the Second Amendment with all of that preface. Yeah, going back. Going back to regulated, it also describes the process of aligning double-barrel shotguns and yep. rifles to a common point of aim. A well-regulated rifle or shotgun will shoot both barrels to a common point of aim. A well-disciplined militia would not even need guns. They could march and obey orders just fine without arms. You don't need a firearm to conduct drills and ceremonies. Chuck, you've got to tie it up into a bow for me, man. We've we got folks lined up. Where are you going with this? last sentence. The only reason a militia would need to be well-regulated would be to shoot accurately. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. David, line two. David, you're on Gun Talk. Yes. Uh, Hello. Uh, yes, sir. How can we help you? Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's an honor to talk to you. You're a legend in your own time, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being with me here. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Tom, I, uh, I had a house fire and moved to a uh, uh, small small city, and I'm way out in the country right now. I just passed my uh, concealed carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't received a license in yet, but I'm I'm wanting to uh, start shopping. There's only one little small gun place here. I stopped by, looked around, and uh, thought things looked kind of pricey. I really don't know anybody in this neck of the woods just quite yet. You're, you're, wanting to, what are you, you're, you're talking about shopping for a gun? Yes, sir. For, okay. uh, for con- carry. For concealed carry gun. And, uh, okay. Uh, and uh, I do have a gun show that I was told is uh, pretty popular. Uh, I think it's uh, fairly sizable as well in uh, Pasadena, Texas, coming up uh, uh, the end of this month, May 31st. Uh-huh. And um, I was just wondering if you give me a little, maybe a quick armchair uh, guidance, so to speak, as far as if there are any hidden concerns when you walk into a gun show and uh, maybe what to look out for. Look, you, you, like you're, in the, you're in the Houston area? Uh, yes, we're kind of south uh, of Houston, a little town, uh, uh, Nolan Ryan's uh, uh, hometown called Alvin, Texas. All right, well, you, you know, look, you got probably 50 good gun stores in your area within an hour's drive of you. Uh, I mean, really good gun stores. Uh, look, a gun show can be fine, but do your research ahead of time. Go online and figure out what you want. Figure out what a good price is. Do not walk into a gun show trying to, well, if you're going to a gun show to get information, leave your wallet in the car. Have mercy. Because if you don't know what it is you're looking for, you're going to end up paying too much for it. If you don't know what the going price is for something, you're going to end up paying too much for it. So basically, I mean, that's that's kind of where you are. So that, that's going to take care of that deal. Listen, I've got to run to the break. They're running the music on top of me here. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. When you finally know what you want in a 1911, it's time to step up to a Springfield Armory custom-loaded 1911 A1. 
These babies come with the works. Starting with the time-proven 1911, these pistols include many of the high-end features that make Springfield the 1911 of choice for the country's most demanding users, like the FBI's elite SWAT teams and hostage rescue team. Features include Novak low-mount tritium sights, beaver tail grip safety, titanium firing pin and adjustable speed trigger, ILS integral locking system, loaded chamber indicator, and much more. Of course, every custom-loaded 1911 comes with the exclusive Springfield Armory Limited Lifetime Warranty. With Springfield Armory, you can have it your way. Pick a full-size, mid-size, or micro-compact custom-loaded Springfield from the extensive list of models, calibers, and options. Call 1-800-680-6866 or visit SpringfieldArmory.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time. The Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rim Fire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has a classic corncob 4N great wood to metal fit and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. Hey, did you see Beretta's 2008 spring catalog yet? It's full of Beretta's best, from field-tested safari clothing to the best hunt clothing and accessories to superbly designed outdoor wear for men and women, all backed by 500 years of tradition and technological innovation. Visit ShopBeretta.com anytime to browse their complete line. Call 1-800-929-2901 to have the free catalog mailed directly to you. Beretta, 500 years, one passion. Your AR-15 should be a sound investment, and Stag Arms has you covered. Made from forged aircraft-quality aluminum, Stag is one of the most durable and dependable rifles in the world. Makers of the only true left-handed carbine, Stag Arms has been tested and battle-proven by elite SWAT teams. Every component is made in the USA, so you get the highest quality, whether left or right-handed. Each Stag Arms rifle carries a lifetime warranty, too. Call 860-229-9994 or go online at stagarms.com. Last time you heard somebody use the word caisson. Has the caissons been rolling along? Line one, Doug's with us out of Pensacola, Florida. Hello, Doug. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. I got a question concerning the uh, new, well, it's not really new, it's the Sig Mosquito. Uh-huh. Uh, they'd had some problems. 
or quite a few problems. They, they, they had a, a, quite a few problems. Is exactly right. Yes. Has it been, been has it been solved? Uh, I'm not aware of it. Uh, are you? Why are you interested in that? What are you looking for? Um, something that I can uh, kind of shoot um, pseudo IDPA type drills. Ah, okay. Do you have a 1911? Pardon? Do you do you own a 1911 pistol? No. Ah. I thought about I thought about getting a conversion by a 19. Right, that's what I was saying. A 1911 with a conversion. Uh, if you're just going to be looking for a 22, I mean, I was going to recommend you know uh, the Ruger or a Browning Buckmark or even the Smith and Wesson. But if you're trying to do IDPA, yeah, I see I see where you're going with that. I have I I've not shot the Sig Mosquito. I see all the comments on the internet, and I I mean a lot of negative comments there. Yeah, just a, a bucket full, and I'm kind of yeah. miffed that. Uh, so you could let it get out of the factory that way, but uh, yeah. but I, I, I can't. Might have got yeah. I don't know. I guess is ultimately where we end up with that one. I just I don't know, so I can't help you on that one. All right, th- thank you, Doug. Chris is line three in Ohio. Hello, Chris. You're on Gun Talk. Uh, hello, Tom. Um, I happen to catch your show surfing. I'm a radio junkie. Okay. Um, I don't own guns. Um, I've only shot a gun once or twice in my life. Okay. But you touched on you touched on something as I caught you. That is a pet peeve of mine, something that I've railed about my whole life. And I want, and so I'm not telling you anything you don't know, sir, but I want these people out there to understand. The reason there is a movement to ban guns is one reason and one reason only, and that is that certain elements in our political society could not get their radical socialist, left-wing, borderline communist agenda passed, and the American people will not buy it. And if you look throughout history, every country that's ever been taken over with dictatorships, communist, socialist-type regimes, they do two things. They ban religion and any kind of public display of religion, and they go after your guns. Because without your guns and without your faith, you're nothing. And and they know that's the very core of a socialist society. This has got nothing to do with crime, sir. (laughs) Everybody knows that it's already against the law to have a gun as a felon. And by, by banning guns, what are they going to do? Well, it's, it's, it's against the law to uh, commit murder. You're, I mean, you're, look, you're right. Crime is used as the excuse for banning guns, and then we're kind of all left to figure out, well, if we know that's the excuse and we know that that's not actually what it's about, what is it all about? I'm not going to disagree with you. You know, listen, listen I've got them lined up. I've got to keep running here. But, Chris, thank you for uh, for that. Line four, John in Oregon. John, what's the name of that town? It's called Estacada. Estacada. Okay. I, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> well, you're not alone. Okay. Uh, my question is, I bought an AR-15 after listening to you for you know a year or so now. So what do you think? Yeah, Actually, I haven't fired it yet. Um, I was wanting to know, because I brought it home, and like a typical guy, I started playing around with the rear sight, going click, click, click that way, click, click, click this way. <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh, I wonder if it was already set up just perfect. It uh, doesn't matter. So what can I help you with? Well, and I'm looking for um, bulk ammo, and I, I have different gun shops around this Portland area, which I'm, you know, about 30 miles southeast of Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. I've had two gun shops tell me that uh, bulk ammo is not available, and I've had two other shops tell me that uh, they have it in stock. But I'm looking for um, uh, quality yeah. American-made, and what, none here, of them carry it. Here's what you do, Cabela's.com. You can find bulk two two three ammo made by Remington, made in the USA. Bulk two two three ammo by Remington. Just go to Cabela's.com, take a look at it. By the way, and thank you, appreciate it. That'll take care of it. 
What what kind of an investment can you make with a guaranteed 15% uh, return? Buy ammo. Ammo is going to go up at least 15% this year and maybe a good bit more. Buy as much ammo as you can buy. 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk. Back to Gun Talk, 866-TALK-GUNS. We still have time to get you in if you call us right now, 866-TALK-GUNS. Line 2, Mike's with us out of Durango, Colorado. Hey, Mike, you're on Gun Talk. Hello, Tom. About an hour ago, you were talking about the 223 round and the 556 round, which I uh, interpreted to be the synonymous round. But you said that one would chamber in a certain caliber rifle where the other round would not, and I thought... The NATO round was the 5.56, and 2.23 was the civilian designation. That's they're correct. They're both identical rounds. They are almost identical rounds. Well, the, maybe you can explain the difference. There is a slight difference in the chamber. If you actually get a loading manual out or one of the books, you can actually look at the designation. But what you're going to find is that the uh, the 5.56 is a little bit, I mean, uh, generalizing, a little bit larger you can you can shoot everything in a 556 uh chamber but if you have a 223 chamber and you're shooting 556 ammo as i get, if i haven't gotten this confused which i often do uh there could be reliability issues it's a very small difference but there is a difference in the chamber of a 556 and a 223 and what our guest a, fr- a mark from stag arms was saying is that if you have a chamber it's 556 it will chamber everything mm-hmm. now the other side of that is, conversely, if you're looking for maximum accuracy and you're shooting 223 ammo, you really would like to have it in a 223 chamber. Gotcha. So if you want to know what your rifle is, you'd look on the barrel and it would yep. designate 556 or 223. Exactly. Exactly uh, right. Very good. Well, thank you very much. All right, thanks. And you know, and some people say don't put a 556 in a 223. It's probably not a not a safety issue, but it could be a reliability issue, especially when it comes to ARs. Bolt actions, not so much, but, you know, basically that's kind of where we are. Let's see. Uh, line three, Timothy is in Corpus Christi, Texas. Hey, Timothy. Howdy. How can uh, I help you? Well, I just wanted to ask a question about uh, your political ideas or how you would uh, differentiate between the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and the Libertarian Party, and because it recently the gun issue, um, especially from the Democratic Party and the Libertarian Party, and that uh, the Democrats, you know, they heavily lean towards extreme gun control, and that both Obama and President Clinton are wannabe President Clinton. Yeah, Senator Clinton, uh, yep. Yeah, Obama and Clinton are very much anti-gun, strongly anti-gun. No matter what they say, everything they've ever done, everything they've ever said until they started running for president is super anti-gun. The Republican Party is kind of almost pro-gun. McCain is kind of almost pro-gun. The Libertarian Party doesn't matter. The only thing the Libertarian Party is going to do, and the only thing that Bob Barr, and I... 
I've had Bob Barr on my show before. He's running as Libertarian candidate. I understand making a statement. I also understand that by making a statement, you can get Obama elected president. The Libertarian Party, as much as I appreciate what they're saying, as much as I appreciate what they stand for, in this particular election, in this particular year, I think a vote for a Libertarian candidate is a move toward putting Obama or Clinton in the White House. I think it's a bad move. I'm sorry that Bob Barr has done this. I wish he had not. And I think it's going to be, if he has an impact on the election at all, I think it will be to help the Democrats win the White House. And I'm, I'm sorry for that. We'll see how it all plays out. I think there are probably like 47 different plot twists still to come in this story before the November election. It's going to be interesting. All right, everybody, go shooting this week. Take a friend with you. Take a family member out. Be safe, and remember to spread the gospel of the Second Amendment. We'll see you next week.